You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host James Randick and John and Pemba. What's going on, FA Nation, DFS Nation, Wager Alarm Nation? This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast. Almost slipped there, John. Here recording on a Friday evening for Sunday's 11-game main slate. Yes, I am not Howard Bender. I am James Grande, and I'm filling in for Howard this week again alongside the uh, the normal suspect on this podcast, John and Pemba. John, we've been doing podcasts all week. It's not stopping. We do basketball every night, so why not just cherry on top and do football for Week 9? As we head into Week 9, how you feeling about the slate? How you doing this evening? And any big weekend plans as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think I think we because we had such great success live that Howard is just like, you two just run it back. You, you had a lot of great calls. FA Nation won a lot of money this week, this past weekend on the playbook that I put out there. So we're going to get that information out to you guys. And, and yeah, I initially had the NBA slate open as well. Had to do a quick click to get the, uh, the DraftKings NFL slate open and, and i'm just ready to go listen i did the quarterback coach this week i've been looking at everything that we got going on so it's gonna be a pretty interesting one there's gonna be some interesting matchups and maybe some value even there who's who to dare is gonna play the jordan love uh forty four hundred dollar quarterback this week that's the question i feel like it's not a question i feel like a lot of people but maybe we'll get there we'll get there let's start at the top of the quarterback position where the likely suspects are here we have josh allen as the priciest name of the slate i know he was a talking point of our of the podcast last week he had a monster game thank thanks to miami keeping it competitive for most of it we have patrick mahomes against an aaron Rodgers list packers we have lamar jackson we have justin herbert those are all the above 7k names and an interesting note kyler murray has not practiced all week and he doesn't need to practice, right, John? That's been the report all week where he doesn't need to practice. But he's a game-time decision. Do, do we think Murray pl- Not that I guess we would... If he plays, do you have any interest? And why don't you just break down this top tier? Who's your favorite in cash? Who's your favorite in tournaments? No interest in Kyler this week because you want his mobility to be a factor right. for defenses. And if they know he's not going to run, then that kind of takes that off the table. So I'm out there on the Kyler Murray play, especially as the second highest priced quarterback on the slate. And, and with the Josh Allen play, I mean, listen, we said it last week. And one of the reasons why I think Josh Allen is, you know, one of the... I guess safer QB plays where you can just kind of run with him is the fact that they don't really run for touchdowns on this team with the running back. So any points that Buffalo scores, Josh Allen almost always has a hand in, whether it be on the ground with his rushing ability, he had another rushing touchdown last week, or his throwing ability, he's got 17 passing touchdowns uh, on the season. So like I actually like using Josh Allen sometimes as a, because at times Stefan Diggs is priced too high and he hadn't really been paying off uh, that price tag and the secondary receivers were were kind of difficult to predict which ones were going to go off for a little bit. You could play Dawson Knox for the touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders was having a good run there for a bit. Then a goose egg last week. And now the last two weeks has been Cole Beasley. You can try and pick and choose which one is going to have a good week this week, but they throw so much that you may find yourself picking the wrong one and then kind of sinking your lineups. But you do know at the very least that Josh Allen's going to be the one throwing those touchdowns and or running for the touchdowns in this game. So I love Josh Allen. Again, my top quarterback, I think, of the week here, even going up against Jacksonville, where Buffalo's 14 and a half point favorites. 
because they're going to be those favorites all off the arm and or legs of Josh Allen. Definitely a guy that I'm looking into playing. I really don't like a lot of this top tier. I actually had Aaron Rodgers in my quarterback coach. I had to take him out. I'm looking at this group and, and probably it's just going to be Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson as my two guys. I really don't, as weird as it sounds, like I don't have a ton of interest in Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's a full fade, but he hasn't looked good to pay off the tag that we're, we're paying for him here. So you're going to pay $7,800 and he's giving you 24 total fantasy points the last two weeks against inferior opponents. That worries me a bit. But Lamar's fresh off a of bye. Their running game still, you know, leaves a lot to be desired. But they have Hollywood Brown. They have Mark Andrews. They have Rashad Bateman. I'm liking what I'm seeing, I think, out of Lamar throwing the football. And then another another quarterback that adds a ton of value with his legs. So for me, above 7K, we're going to Lamar Jackson home against a Minnesota team that just got lit up by Cooper Russian company, and then Josh Allen at the very top. No interest in Herbert for me. I know people are expecting maybe a bounce back here. I know Howard has him in the watch list, but this is another game where the Chargers have to go from west to east. I think it's like the third or fourth time they've had to do that this year. And last week, they lost at home to New England. Before that, they were on the road in Baltimore and got absolutely annihilated. So even though I don't think the Eagles are actually very, I worry just about all the traveling that, that the Chargers are doing. So give me Jackson and Allen in this tier. And then there's a few names in the mid tier and some value that I think we can look at. Can we just get some positive touchdown regression for Lamar Jackson? That's all I asked here, John. That's all I asked. 12 touchdowns this year. That's mean. Yeah. I mean, we uh, Hollywood Brown dropped like three of them in that one game <laughs> against Lions. So. Touche. Touche. Well, you're speaking on this, this next year and, um, from the looks of things, looking at your QB coach, Joe Burrow is going to be one of those guys. Who else is is popping here? I actually just mentioned I did the I like Derek Carr's price on Yahoo quite a bit in this mid tier, and I actually like Derek Carr under 6K. But who other than Joe Burrow, or include Joe Burrow, who do you like in this mid tier? Yeah, I mean Burrow to me is just appealing because just the offense. I, I you know I, I feel like there's a lot more to Burrow than we, we've seen to this point. Now, it's still early in his career. It's year two. He's coming off a devastating leg injury last year. So I think they're finally letting him get in sort of a rhythm. Nine touchdowns to three interceptions over the last three weeks. It's, it's hard to really be upset with that. But, you know, 61% completion percentage, 60% completion percentage. I would like to see those numbers a little bit more from him. But he's got the talent. I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And the backfield of Joe Mixon, like all of that's great. But it's a tough divisional opponent. Cleveland does have a decent defense, even though they have a lot of turmoil right now on their offensive side. But I, I think Burrow is, is a pretty, pretty decent GBP play this week. Now that Dak is off the injury report, I, I think Dak against Denver is a very interesting spot here as well. If he's if he's a full go, uh, I know CeeDee Lamb had rolled his ankle in, in, in practice this week. So something we're going to have to pay attention to there is he is questionable. But if Dak is ready to go, you're getting him under $7,000. I think there's some interest. There. And then the Chargers are actually going to be without both their starting cornerbacks this week. Now, I've gone back and forth at Adam Ronas on this and a few other people about Jalen Hurts and He's not a good real quarterback, right? Like even in the best matchup last week against Detroit, where they didn't need him to throw, they ran the ball so much. I think they had four rushing touchdowns there. So 44 to whatever uh, blowout. Uh, he was nine of 14, only 64% of his passes did he complete against that bad Lions defense. Before that, 52, 46, 59. This is a guy that is, has a completion percentage you know, of 61% on the year. I mean, if there was a spot for him to excel, I guess it would be home against a West Coast team without their cornerbacks. But I just wonder, who's he throwing the football to? Is it Devonta Smith going to break out this week? They basically said relegated Jalen Rieger, and I think he's even out or, or questionable to play. 
Goddard's been back, but he's okay. You know, I think there's just a lot of risk with Jalen Hurts. I understand the 71 yards last week rushing was great, and that's a big part of his game as well. But he's more of a GPP play for there as well. So, like, if we're looking in that in that 6K-ish range, like, I think Dak is probably your cash or, or both type play. And I think Burrow and Hurts fit the mold for GBPs. If you're looking under 6K, Carr is interesting because obviously the rugs thing, and you want to know, like, right, how do they handle... He was their number one receiver in terms of yards and, and receptions. I say receiver is like a wide receiver, not counting Waller, obviously. So Ed Bryan Edwards is going to have to step up. Zay Jones is going to have to be somebody that steps up. So I look at like their passing offense, losing a big piece like that and wondering, you know, can they, can they, can they recover from that? Are they going to have a game plan? I know he's going up against your giants. So you kind of understand the defense that he's at least going up against. But yeah, I'm a little, I'm on the road. I'm a little off that. Play. Tua, I, I was in love with, and then he's questionable. And they put Devontae Parker on IR yep. today. So you take away what, you know, what was his number one receiver last week? And we're back to Waddle and Gesicki. Now it is Houston. So there's definitely still a good matchup here, but I think I like it maybe a little bit less than I previously. And after that, like, it, it might be Jordan Love. I mean, the fact that Taysom Hill isn't starting, it's going to be Trevor Simeon. I'm not really interested in playing Trevor Simeon. I know people like to talk about how well he looked, but I'm not I'm not biting into that. There's not one more really under those guys that I want to play at that range under Tua. So it's Jordan Love at 4,400. And, you know, you play, you play Love with Devontae Adams as your stack, and you've got 5,300 per position left. And you're not spending that much on a defense or a tight end. So you, you can, you know, really spend up at other spots just playing the love play. And I think that's why people are going to go there. So you, so what you're saying is if you have, let's just for argument, let, for, for this podcast sake, you have 10, you're building 10 lineups, Sean. How many include Jordan Love? Probably four. Four? Yeah. I mean, he's 40, he's, he is literally 4,400 against the worst pass DVOA defense in football. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, and they drafted him in the first round. He, he was prepared. Him. He prepared to be the starter this offseason. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With Rodgers still in in flux, whether he's going to be there, whether he's not. People, you know. have, they, they're hopeful that, he's, that he is going to be ready for this job because I, I think if he shows something in this game – the Packers may wash their hands of Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. So I, I think you bite there, like I said, and you you got Devontae Adams. And if you, even if you just take the, the Bills defense and you take a tight end, like you're getting almost $6,000 per position for your other two running backs, your other two wide receivers, and like your flex. I mean, you can do a lot with that because there's obviously more value on the slate. Right. Um, just an interesting note, uh, dating back to Jalen Hurts, Jalen, Jalen Rieger off the injury report. So he'll be good to go for Sunday. Let's move it along to the running back spot where we have Alvin Kamara topping the list at 8,200 going up against the Atlanta Falcons. I almost said Hawks basketball mode. We have Dalvin Cook at 7,700. I think he's largely disappointed for people who took him second overall this year. Um, And then I think where the chalk begins. I do think Kamara's garners a lot of ownership with Simeon under center, but Aaron Jones, John, 7,200. No Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I know Devontae Adams is back, but, like, how involved? Is is Aaron Jones going to get 22 touches again in this game? So here's the interesting thing, right? Like, and 
historically mobile quarterbacks don't throw to the running backs often. Right. So you, you wonder is Aaron Jones going to get the passing down work that we are, that we generally expect out of him in this matchup outside of design plays. And it kind of frustrates me a little bit too, that like teams will do this where it's like, all right, you changed the quarterback, but all of a sudden you're not doing what works for you because of that. We watched that right. on uh, Thursday night, right? Like, Mike White threw to the running backs the previous two weeks like 50 times. Josh Johnson gets in there, a mobile quarterback. He never once looked to check down. He tried to run a few times, or he was just trucking downfield. Like, that's just what he did. It worked for them. They almost won that game. They almost, they almost covered that game. But the change in, in a quarterback like that in the game plan, Aaron Rodgers utilizes Aaron Jones. I would hope the right. offense wouldn't go away from that because that is a skill set that is – one of Aaron Jones' best, but we also saw at times last year Taysom Hill not throw to Alvin Kamara. So, right. like, you, know, you just wonder a little bit. So, I like Jones. I think Jones will be popular. I almost feel like if uh, if you want to be different-ish, like, A.J. Dillon presents a very interesting combo play here. He's much cheaper. He's 4,600. He had 16 carries for 78 yards last week. If you think Dylan maybe gets more rushing attempts because it is love making his start, then that's definitely a way that you could go. Jones is definitely fine, but I, I kind of have my eye on Nick Chubb here at 6,700. I know everybody was very upset that Dernish Johnson got the rushing touchdown last week, right. but Cincinnati does not have a good defense. Pittsburgh's front defense is actually pretty decent. Cincinnati's is not. As, as we saw from Michael Carter running all over them last week, uh, I think this is a week where if Nick Chubb gets 16 carries, he could average over five yards a touch on that and, and maybe break a long touchdown here. I like Nick Chubb at 6,700. Uh, I think that's probably a really good spot if you're going to pivot off of that. I mean, I excluded Austin Eckler, by the way, not intentionally. I just have him in my lineup. So I like was <laughs> looking at the list. Eckler's fine. Eckler's fine. Again, I mean, what we expected out of Swift last week, right? We're now, I guess, we're hoping Eckler gives us. Uh, Swift got nothing going against against the against Philadelphia because they were, you know, just able to shut them down. And the Lions are a bad offense. I'm not gonna try to compare the Chargers to the Lions, but Eckler, yeah, Eckler's fine, 7900. I think he's more of a pivot for me after than like playing Kamara right. and Eckler. But you could definitely try to fit them both in and and use value at, at some of the other positions there. So he works. That's fine. No arguments with him. Cordero Patterson is is interesting, not because he's a running back, but because they may use him more as a receiver there with with Calvin Ridley now out. There's some potential for that matchup right. there. But like after that, again, like I don't really love, you know, Miles Gaskins is maybe re-entering the conversation. Now that there's no Malcolm Brown, he is getting double-digit carries and he does catch the football a little bit. He's 58 against Houston. Like I could see, I could see Miles Gaskins being used a lot this week. And that well, only if two we're probably not. If two is ruled out, do you still have interest in Gaskin? Do you think Jacoby Brissett is? Of course, it's, it's not really the running back. It's more or, or the quarterback. It's more so they were splitting up the snaps so much with these guys right. early on that now that Brown is out of the picture, Gaskin is getting a, a really good snap share, and you've seen him now back to back weeks with with double digit carries, you know, which is something that we hadn't really seen from him much this year. Only one other time had he had more than 10 carries in the game. And now he's done it back-to-back weeks with snap counts over 60%. So while it's still a, a little bit of a split with him and Salvin Ahmed, this is looking largely 
like a, a Miles Gaskin backfield. So I do have some interest in him at 5,800. Eli Mitchell, even though he is questionable, I still feel like there's some offense there upside with him against Arizona. After that, though, again, like it's, there's not a ton that I like. Maybe Chase Edmonds. Kenny Drake had looked really good in limited snaps before their bye. Back-to-back weeks with him playing really well. Jacobs had actually gotten hurt in that Philadelphia game, so he came in and had 14 carries and a score. And again, not crazy snap count. It's only played 40% last week. He played 21% the week before that, but you know, is finding the end zone, and they, they may find a need for him. Do we have the Robinson? Is he still questionable? Yeah, I mean, not, so that, that you, not that you want to running back against the Bills, but I mean, Carlos Hyde's 4,900. He had eight targets. targets. Yeah, he had eight targets last week. That's what I'm saying. The targets were there. Viable. I think he's viable if, yeah, obviously, dependent on Robinson being out. But this game script is going to heavily favor the passing game. And if Carlos Hyde has eight targets last week, who's – I'm not going to say it's the same situation, but in a pass – heavy game script just like it was last week Carlos Hyde could be heavily involved again yeah and, and I would say like maybe the other guys you'd have to sort of consider is, is you know Boston Scott or Jordan as, as awful as it sounds to say the name uh, don't you think that was a I I get it but I think that was more of a product more the Jordan Howard thing specifically Boston Scott I think is going to have a bigger role but Howard was more of a product of them needing to run what happens when philly is trailing in this game 21 7 or you're kenneth gainway, kenneth gainway. Script, i guess yeah i mean well what do we got it's uh philly is currently it's one and a half point, uh, it, i see on dk sportsbook it's two okay uh, i'm looking at one that says one and a half so i mean like it's basically a pick em. i just that's disgusting it's just disgusting it's disgusting, John. I, I Listen, I know, but he ran for two touchdowns, and so did Boston Scott, and the Chargers, <laughs> at least going into last week, had the worst run defense per DVOA. They are currently dead last, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to run. They're, they're just, they're just going to run. You said all these things about Snapshare, and you don't mention my boy Devontae Booker. I'm, I'm, I'm a, little, well, a little disappointed, it, John. Isn't Saquon supposed to play or no? No, Saquon's out. Okay, definitely in play. 88, 72, 82, 93% snap share for the last the last four games for Devontae Booker. So, uh, and the the volume's been nuts. So, just throwing that guy out there, last ditch effort. But I agree. Anyone else? Or are you ready to move on to wide yeah, receiver? No, let's hear. Oh, you didn't want to mention Rex Burkhead. Interesting. Okay, no, let's no. go to wide receiver where Devontae Adams tops the list, followed by Tyree Kill, the now questionable. Debo Samuel, Stefan Diggs, massively talented top tier, obviously. You already mentioned, I think the love to Adams stack will be very popular on Sunday. Very popular. And I think Tyree Kill coming back is going to be just as popular because, I mean, what does that cost you? If you just start your build Adams, Love, Hill, you still have 4900 Did I do that wrong? I did. I clicked Debo Samuel. Yeah, forty nine hundred dollars. Forty nine hundred dollars left per position. Like so easy with a tight end that's cheap or any punting your defense. So where do you go at the top? I think you and I both are in agreement. Hill, Adams, both elite. After those two, right? Because all yep. formats, whatever. What is your what is your lean in this top tier? Like you mentioned, CD Lamb is questionable. Also, 
Amari Cooper is questionable. He's expected to play, but both Dallas Shavers questionable. Like, where else are you going in this top tier? I mean, Chase, of course. Yep. Yeah, with your Burrow, of course. Yep. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. Easily. I, again, I, I waffle a little bit because, like, Diggs isn't a great matchup, but the numbers just haven't been there to support paying this price tag for him. So, you know, it's not to say that he can't because we saw it. We've seen him go for over 100 yards back against Houston, an equally bad defense, but we just haven't seen that six for 152 score game. It could come at any time. So he should always be at least in the consideration. The the Minnesota receivers obviously have Baltimore. That, that's a little bit of a tough right. sled. Williams hasn't looked good. Hopkins is hurt. Keenan Allen, maybe, but you really need him to score lately for him to return the value, the price tag that he's been at. I don't trust anything in Carolina. Tyrod Taylor's back. Brandon Cooks, maybe. Your guy, your boy, could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I have him as the cover of the value vault for Yahoo. And, I mean, Cooks went 132 with Tyrod week one, Johnny. Five receptions for 132. And then week two starts off with a bang, and then Tyrod leaves. and But he still had one of his best games in that game prior to Tyrod leaving, nine for nine of 14 for 78 to score. And Miami, in terms of past DVOA, 26th. So give me all the Brandon Cooks. You know who? how many teams have allowed more passing touchdowns or receivers this year than the Miami Dolphins, Sean? One. It, and that team has played more games than them. The Indianapolis Colts, who give a boatload this past Thursday, just all garbage, but the numbers are numbers. One team has a lot more touchdowns to receivers than the Miami Dolphins. So I think Brandon Cooks gets into the end zone here. I think we're going to see a big day out of Now, here's my thing, John. I'm a correlation guy. Who in the hell do I correlate with Brandon Cooks? Because, listen, I'm not playing Miles Gaskin. It would probably have to be Waddle, right? Yeah, Who for is sure. this next year, 5,600? So Waddle for sure is is a fantastic play this week, but Gesicki is actually where I'm going on that Miami offense. You look at if you look at the numbers, I know I think a lot of the stats say that like Baltimore is the worst team um, against tight ends, but they've played literally the gauntlet of tight ends this yeah. season. You know, they 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 played literally every top tight end, and this is just a straight Andrew Cooper rhetoric here. But he says Houston is by far the actual worst team against tight ends because they've done much worse against worse tight ends, actually. So he thinks Gesicki is like the number one tight end play this week. So I'm kind of buying into that. Uh, Waddle's fine, though. I mean, the targets have been insane for him. So I'm not going to sit here and kind of downplay that at all. I do like Hollywood Brown. I mean, the fact that Hollywood Brown is here at 6K. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, yeah, listen, now 6K has been one of the higher price points, which is maybe a little bit surprising for him. But like, it should be more for a guy that's averaging 19 fancy points on the season. <laughs> so fresh out of a bye, healthy. Again, C.D. Lamb and Cooper Rush both went over 100 yards receiving last week. I mean, if, from if Cooper, Cooper Rush, Rush. Has, oh my gosh, if Cooper Rush ever, dude, he'd be easily the best Cooper around. <laughs> easily the best Cooper around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was what third on your your Cooper list? So. No, he was actually number. He was number one, but I I uh, debated while I debated going Andrew Cooper number one. So officially, Cooper Rush is the number one Cooper right now in the world in my Cooper power rankings. But I've been waffling. Andrew Cooper probably edges him out. For the Buffalo receivers, nobody's gonna play Emmanuel Sanders this week. They're all gonna go for the cheaper Cole Beasley. You can easily flip that if you want to get maybe a little bit contrarian. I still think Sanders is a good play. Beasley, obviously, equally as good. But it feels like very hard 
for Beasley to continue what he has put out the last two weeks, in my opinion. 21.8, 24 fantasy points. I mean, it's doable for sure because he's getting the volume, but it, it feels like a number that is likely to let down as everybody goes on him. I like T. Higgins continuing. Just like I say, I like Jamar Chase. Higgins has been productive this season. He hasn't been as flashy, but he gets red zone targets. He does only have two scores this year, but they have thrown to him in the red zone plenty of times. He could easily convert this week here against Cleveland. Kadarius Tony. I mean, yep. the only mm-hmm. healthy receiver looks like, again with the Giants. Hard to go away from him, even though he didn't look great last week. Under you know, 5200 certainly a play to take a take a stab at there. If you believe in the in the Chargers corners situation going down, Devonta Smith could be a GPP option. Uh, I know it's so bad. It's so bad. I a thousand percent agree with you. It's very bad. Uh, but something that you could certainly take a look at. Jerry Judy's at 5K. I like that play a lot. I think there's some upside there, especially if you think Diggs is going to be on Sutton in this matchup. And the fact that Noah Fant is out with COVID, Jerry Judy, I think certainly is going to open up a lot of eyes to that 5K range. Uh, Hunter Renfro's at 48. I think there'll be a lot of popular picks to him, given the situation with Ruggs no longer being involved. That's probably in that range. I know I kind of ran from 6K down to 5K. After that, you're just kind of throwing some darts with some value guys. Yeah, I already um, see it. Jamal Agnew obviously is your favorite dart of the, well, of the week. I mean, I liked him when he's not playing Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo, right, right. I liked him when he was 3,600. Maybe Traquan Smith, you can go back to that well. He was in the dartboard last week. He scored a touchdown. We're, uh, we're, comfortable, we're definitely more comfortable with the Saints with Simeon under center, correct? Like, I mean, Simeon's not a good quarterback. It's just, he's, but he's a quarterback. Yes, he is. That's, isn't, that, isn't, that the, isn't that the point? He's an actual quarterback. Where Jason Hill, yeah, that's up true. For, I think that's up for debate. Agreed. Brian Edwards, of course, again similar to yep. the Rugs thing. Edwards actually had a touchdown going into the more than likely going to see a big jump in snaps for him. So uh, I think Edwards at forty one hundred. The only thing about Edwards is he's going to see a lot of James Bradbury here because he plays strictly on the outside. He's going to see a ton of James Bradbury. I know he's forty one hundred, and I don't disagree with you. I, I told you I like Derek Carr, but I like Derek. I like everyone else not being guarded by James Bradbury, who's finally figured it out halfway through the year that he's not really good. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I don't know. Like, Ayuk last week had the four for seven, but Kittle's back this week, so I'm kind of down on yeah. him. I know there's a lot of reports coming out about how he's more engaged and he's trying now in practice, and he understands that he has to put the effort on the practice field to get the returned effort on the playing field and all the good words that you could say. Tournament uh, dart, though, John. I mean, if Arizona... Let's just throw it out there on the table. If Arizona's, let's say, without Kyler, without D-Hop, I mean, they're going to struggle. They're already without yeah. A.J. Green. Their offense is going to struggle. So maybe that's more opportunities for Ayuk in the, the San Francisco offense. 4,100 is, is, like you said, coming off his mo- the most targets he's seen all year, coming off the best, I guess, reports out of Niners camp. Mm-hmm. that we've had all year. So if there's no Kyler and Vegas has flipped the switch on us, listen, if Kyler Murray was playing this game, are the Niners favorites? No. Okay. Currently, 49ers are giving two and a half. Yeah, that's a sign that, that probably yeah. he's not playing. So I'm just saying, I think they're going to struggle their backup quarterback is Colt McCoy. He was the Giants' backup last year. Like, we all know who Colt McCoy is. Yeah. Um, they're going to struggle. So maybe Ayuk uh, could 
4,100, win some tournaments uh, this weekend. Yep, possible. I'll say the only other dart throw that I have here is uh, Nico Collins. Again, Tyrod's back. Collins has actually been playing a little bit better of late. Yeah, volume, volume, volume lately. Yeah, so that there's something there. And, and I guess, obviously, if Cooper or CeeDee Lamb are out, Cedric Wilson's 36. You know, he'll be a guy that a lot of people will take some stabs at. Gallup officially out? Is that is it officially yeah, out? Yeah, he's out. Okay. Let's move on to tight end where... Dun, dun, dun. Travis Kelsey is priced at 7K. But I, I have to ask, John, because you didn't sound like you loved Patrick Mahomes. I think Tyree Kill is Tyree Kill, and he doesn't, like, again, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a great game, and Tyree had 18 targets uh, and 27 fantasy points. So, like, he can succeed without Mahomes. If, you, if you're only playing one, because if you're not playing Mahomes, you're, you're probably only playing one of these guys. Are you playing? Do you have any interest in spending up with Kelsey? I know you said you're playing Gasicki. So would like ten lineup? I'm gonna ask you a ten lineup question again. Ten uh, lineups. I would, not, I would have him in one. Just just to have that exposure, right? Because it's yeah. the Chiefs. Just the one. Okay. So if you're not spending up there, Darren Waller off the injury list. I'm not not gonna go there. Kyle Pitts, 59 after a dreadful week. It's very tough defense. Andrews at 55. And then the next healthy name is, well, I guess Kittle, 52. So over 5,000. I know Gisick, we know Gisick is your guy. Over 5,000 if you're paying up a tight end. Is it Andrews with your Lamar, with your Lamar stacks? Yeah, what, what it's, it's Andrews, 100%. Andrews would be the play for me. If, I, if I'm paying up a tight end, it's, it's Andrews is, where I'm, is the direction that I'm going. Uh over, over, like you mentioned, over 5K is 5,500. You mentioned, you talked about below, like Gasicki, 100% is where I want to play. Uh, Goddard, yep. easily in play here as well. Continues to get crazy targets in that offense. Uh, so those are like the two mid-tier guys that I have some interest in. Evan Ingram finally found the end zone. I don't know if it's something we can ever, con- you know, expect to continue, but he, he did, in fact, find the end zone last week and had four targets. So maybe there's a you know, budding trend potentially for that to happen. And then someone that I kind of go back and forth with with Coop is uh, Tyler Conklin. He doesn't like the fact that he is basically... People love him this week, John. They love him this week. They don't, yeah. He doesn't love that the fact that he's like the fourth option basically in in targets in this offense. Definitely behind Jefferson, definitely behind Thielen. Could be considered behind Cook or Osborne. They throw to the running back. They throw... This is the most consolidated, like, passing attack we've seen in the last couple of years. They just... They throw to their two guys, they throw to the running back, and we saw Irv break out last year, but is Tyler Conklin Irv Smith? No. Correct. So with the recent targets for him, 12 targets, 128 right. yards, eight catches over the last two weeks here. And I mentioned already, like Baltimore hasn't done well against the tight ends, but they've faced some of the best tight ends in football. So it's, you know, what is it? Is it that they're bad against tight ends or that they've faced literally like Waller, Kelsey, Hawkinson, like the gauntlet of teams, but people like Conklin. So I, I'm okay with going there because the numbers at least have been good of late. And then another guy that's kind of recently popped up in terms of routes run and snaps has actually been Adam Trotman. Everybody sort of left him for dead, but apparently of recently he started playing more snaps as a wide receiver, not as an inline tight end, running more routes. Simeon being the quarterback, maybe that is fruitful for Trotman. He saw six targets last week against Tampa Bay. You only converted two of them for four yards, but if you're looking to punt your tight end, Adam Trotman, potentially a guy to do it. Also, and we'll see if he's in or not, but Albert O, 
$2,600 for Denver. Yeah, I think, yep, I think he's going to be chalky if he plays. Yeah, again, talking about you know, Fant being out, $2,600. He's, he's probably a guy that a lot of people will look at. Who is there, Who is the backup's backup? I have so, no idea. Eric Soyberg. He looks like he should be in the MMA or in the, in the UFC. I'm going to throw this out there. Jared Cook touchdown this week. Philly's allowed six touchdowns to the tight end this year. Fourth most fantasy points, so... We're going to get a Jared Cook touchdown dance this year. Give me a couple defenses you like at whatever. I mean, I, I'm if Kyler doesn't play, I'm just going to pencil in the Niners at 2,800 for sure. Yeah. So Niners at 2,800 if Kyler doesn't play. Uh, Bills against Jacksonville, number one defense. Certainly yep. can can line them up. I'm actually surprised to see the Patriots up there. I know that Sam Darnold may not play, but again, he hasn't been playing well anyway. So like is PJ right. Walker really a downgrade from there? Okay, so Patriots are at the top. I like the Bills. I like the Saints against Atlanta here. You can't run on the Saints defense, and Atlanta's going to have to try to throw. We'll see if they have any success on that. Denver is definitely kind of an appealing option. I played Washington last week against, sorry, Dallas rather, because I played Washington last week against Denver. Their offense just doesn't score a lot of points. So... Mm. There, there's at least some upside. Denver on the road. Dallas has some decent defensive players there. I could see, I could see that certainly being in on Miami again. I know a defense that hasn't looked good in in, in most of this year, but it is Houston. Uh, Tyrod is fresh off the IR, so who knows if there's any rust there, or or we weren't really expecting much from that offense anyway. So certainly maybe an opportunity for a home home play there out of. Out of Miami, you mentioned the 49ers already, and that's probably it. I, I last week, I again last week I played Washington at 2100, and me in sort of 31% of the field. <laughs> but I don't see a punt defense this week that I like. I don't. I don't see anybody playing the Chiefs right, even against Jordan Love. No. I, don't, I don't see that being no. a popular play because it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of upside there. So. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm probably going to go 49ers as my lowest defense here. Okay. Now, John, the question is, did you build a lineup? I did. All right. Okay, so, let's hear it. Quarterback, we're going Jordan Love. Uh, so I toyed with the Jordan Love build, too. I ended up not going that route because I know you so well. We do this. We've done this for a while. I knew you were going Jordan Love. So I I provided something different. But keep going. Keep going. Alvin Kamara, 8,200. Okay. Nick Chubb, 6,700. So we spent up big time. I mean, again, 4,400 for your quarterback. It's you're going to be able to to really use some 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 big the hosses here. Okay, all right. So I have 8,200 Alvin Kamara, 6,700 Nick Chubb, 8,200 Devontae Adams, 6,100 dollar Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, 6,000 dollar wide receiver Hollywood Brown at wide receiver, 4,900 dollar Mike Gesicki at tight end. My flex is the punt. I put Alberto in there at 26. We'll double up on tight end. I'm okay with that, especially if he starts. I mean, at 2600, if he gets me six points like he did last week, he pays off his price point. That's right, and that's just minimum. And then defense again. I'm I had the 49ers plugged in there right away, anyways, when I was trying to figure out how much money we would have left with the Adams Love play. Because if Kyler's out and Hopkins is out, it's Colt McCoy. Christian Kirk <laughs> and James Conner, right? So, right. and they're on the road. So give me the 49ers at 2,800. I actually have a hundred dollars left over. So there could be some things to toy around with here, but that's where I'm at. I'm at Jordan Love, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown, Mike Kosicki, Albert O, and the 49ers defense. And I want to shout out Coop here again, because he actually pronounced Albert O's full last name on the Fantasy Lawn pod. 
So if you want to hear that pronunciation, it sounded pretty good. I wouldn't know any better, but it sounded like it was right. So good on him. I was going to say, is there, was the like people who do the spelling be there to give it in Latin or for the correct, did we hear a buzzer go off that it was correct or wrong? I don't know. I guess that remains to be seen. So I went, again, knew you were going Jordan Love because we've been working together for too long. So I went against your chargers on the road theory, John. So I went Justin Herbert at quarterback. I also went Alvin Kamara, 8,200. I didn't include Eckler in my stack. I was thinking about it. Didn't go Eckler. I went Elijah Mitchell because I like, I think a sneaky correlation is running backs with defenses. If 49ers shut down Arizona, we're going to get a lot of, a lot of Elijah Mitchell on the, so I correlated Mitchell with my Niners defense. I went Keenan Allen as Justin Herbert's clear number one as Mike Williams is doing Mike Williams things again, just being inconsistent like he's been throughout his career. I went with Brandon Cooks. I correlated with Jalen Waddle coming back. I too went double tight end. Here's my correlation with my Herbert Allen stack. I went Dallas Goddard and his big route running slash snap share since Zach Ertz. I also told you Jerry Cook's going to score. So I have to double down on those words. Jerry Cook in my flex and then the Niners defense. So Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, Dallas Goddard, Jared Cook, 49ers defense. Love it. Love it, love it. Good lineup. We're both going to be millionaires. Should be a good sound. And uh, yeah, that's it. So once again, thank you, John, for having me on. Big shout out to Howard Bender, who's going to put out some fire content again this weekend. We're going to hopefully produce another millionaire, hopefully another one from FA Nation in week nine. And uh, Howard should be back next week. So uh, we'll catch you guys later.